Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Justice Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. And we damn well know who that champ is. That would be me, the Fantasy Gesture. How's everybody doing tonight? Listening to the show aptly named for the one, the only Guy who hits more than softballs. I hit back. I will hit back. And uh, it is the Fantasy Jester, Fantasy Jester Show, brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com and Blog Talk Radio and a bunch of other people that we will get to later on in the show. As we come to you tonight live from beautiful D-Land, Florida, where, you know, it's, I'm sorry, we're at that time of year where I just, I'm going to sound like a broken record, uh, you know, week after week when people ask, you know, how, how the weather is. Right now, it's currently 62 degrees, nice fall evening. Uh, this is going to sound silly to a bunch of you in the northern states, but 62 degrees means that there's a smell of some uh, fires burning and people got their fireplaces burning or and I passed a bonfire on the way to the house today. And, you know, just that kind of feel for it. It's November. We're all getting ready. We got Thanksgiving. We've got some great sports going on right now. We've got NFL just full tilt. We've got basketball underway for a bunch of you. You played about, depending on your team, about seven, eight games in that area. NHL is clicking away. We're, we're almost at uh, a month underway in, in the NHL. And then, uh, you know, WWE's got a couple things that we're going to be talking about as well uh, that's been going on with them. As they've been over uh, in Vienna this week, a couple of things that happened. want to talk about that. Our own brand, FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment, the wrestling production brought to you by us. Um, we've got some news about what's been going on with that. For those of you who didn't tune in last week or either new to the show or just missed the show, haven't had a chance to listen to it yet on iTunes or over at FantasyJesterSports.com at, at the archive uh, edition, Last week on the show, I was uh, I was assaulted at the end of the show. Uh, it co- turned into quite a mess, and uh, attorneys are involved, and we'll get into everything FXE because we do have some great news. You know, if you listen to the Wednesday night show, which is FXE Live, our wrestling podcast, well, then you already know. We were challenged. Uh, somebody said, you know, he wants to join FXE and then throws down a challenge to prove worthy. And I, I like that. I like somebody willing to put their money where their mouth is and, and, and back it up. And, and just because he's heard about us, this is a, a, another group of people who are at another production, but simply because 
either the word of mouth of, you know, what we have planned or through friends who just know how I go about things. People are excited there. It's really a buzz. So we've got a date for that as well. And uh, next week, I'm going to take a couple of minutes here of my ramp time. Next week, we are happy to have live on the Fantasy Jester show. If you've missed, we helped a young man who was having problems with the FDA and uh, losing his eyesight, 16 years old, now 17. He's turned 17 since. Gary Ruat is a young man who is fighting the FDA for some treatment. And, uh, you know, we've put together, we did our end, what we could, and helped get a, gain awareness. And, you know, a petition, 100,000 signatures, got the FDA to change their mind. He leaves tomorrow for another series of the treatments because now that he's able to get it and they allowed him uh, just in the nick of time too, before he wasn't available for the program, he leaves tomorrow for another round of uh, round of injections in his eye. And uh, next Saturday night, it is my pleasure to have Gary Ruat on, on the show live on the show next week, uh, he's going to try and make it in studio. Worst case, he'll give a call on the phone. We are extremely excited to find out where that's all going, and hopefully he, he's starting to gain some of his eyesight back. Very important to us, everyone here at the show. So, you know, I, I wanted to use some of my rant time for that. You know, I sit and I watch, and my rant this week is – uh is an interesting one simply because it really isn't sports related. It's my disdain right now for humanity. We had an election this past week and I'm going to be honest with you. I really, I, it doesn't matter who wins or loses to me. Okay. I'm one of those. I'm a cynic. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a cynic. So it didn't matter win, lose, or draw, who won to me. Now, to a bunch of you out there, it really has made a difference in all of your lives. I mean, I've seen some nastiness out of people who are normally nasty. I've seen the way this is all gone, okay, and I understand some people don't like to lose. I understand that probably better than anybody. I don't like to lose at all. But there's an amount of class that comes with losing, amount of grace that comes with losing, and being able to hold your head up high, carry yourself like a respectable human being, all right, and then go, okay, this is what we've got for the next four years. Let's hold him accountable because it's still we the people. He's just but one person. We have things in place to override a president. Nothing's going to happen that the whole Senate and House of Representatives won't let happen. Now, those people are there. Because of all of us. People, relax. 
The end of the world isn't happening, okay? You know what is happening right now? These several, I was going to say billion. <laughs> we are at trillions, trillions of dollars in debt. Forget all this stuff. Forget the race stuff. You know what? You can all go back to finding something to hate about each other. But you know what? Hello? The country's going in ruin, folks. We got bigger fish to fry than the color of a man's skin. Or whether or not a certain person was elected to the office of president, who is really a figurehead. That's it. They're a figurehead. Folks, trillions of dollars in debt. Wake up. Stop with the pettiness. This country has become petty. Petty as hell. Tom Petty. Richard Petty. Chief Petty Officer. Bryce Petty who might be starting for the Jets this week. You like how I worked that one in there? But seriously, we have huge fish to fry. The financial stability of the country. Can I put that in any way, shape, or form to get everyone's attention, please? Thank you. That's my rant for today. That's all I've got. That's all I should need to say. Financial crisis. A big one. We're still in the middle of it. Why don't we get working on that, folks? Then after that, i tell you what. Let's get the books straight. Let's get the books of America, the business of America straight. And I'll tell you what. Go back and hate each other. I really don't care. I really don't care. Go back. Go hate each other. But at least make sure we're financially stable. So that some other country isn't coming in here and taking over. You like your freedom? You really worried about freedom? Are you really worried about freedom and the rights of America? Well, you better go check the tab because it's going to come time to pay. My time to pay is when every time I got to bring in my co-host. You know what it's like having a co-host when you really feel like, you know, I really don't need one. I can sit here and talk all day. And, and you know what? I pretty much do talk to myself all day. It just is now with a microphone in front of me. But really, I mean, if you can feel like I feel and do a, a competent job uh, and have to have, hey, you got to have another voice on the show or another voice or two and all that, you know, change it up. People won't get bored. Trust me, if somebody gets bored listening to me, go. <laughs> Good luck. But nonetheless, he is with me on every show, on every podcast. He'll be one of, he's the main announcer, one of the announcers for FXE matches. He is the voice of everything, fantasyjusticesports.com and FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment. You can find him on Twitter at Fez, F-E-Z, 437 the one, the only, Jason Townsend. How are you tonight, sir? Bill O'Reilly, is that you? I thought this was the Fantasy Jester Sports Show. I didn't realize this was uh, Geraldo Rivera or Bill O'Reilly tonight. Oof. 
Way to, <laughs> way to kick off the sports weekend on a happy note there, Jester. You know, here's what it is. I had so many people. You know, I, I have to delete people because people have lost their minds. People well, have lost their minds. Right uh, uh, oh, my Lord. It's just, it's been too funny. So, you know what? I really didn't have a sports rant this week. Everything, I, listen, I just got done watching the Giants beat the Eagles this past week. Okay, yeah, the did. Devils the Devils are starting to find themselves a little bit. Okay. They're definitely doing uh, something to themselves. I don't know if it's find it, but. The, the magic, the magic of the magic, guys, God love them. There's only so much I can expect this year. If they end up 500, I'm happy. That, that would be a great year. Um, it would be a great so, year. Yeah, I'm not expecting well, well, a whole heck of a lot. But, um, well, I've been waiting to ask you something since we didn't get to talk about a few things in the, in the production meeting. I've got a question for you. And oh, heavens to Bessie. You can call Bessie. it my rant, if you will. So, the Braves last year talked about getting young, getting young, getting young, mm-hmm. building for the future. Yes. They made some nice trades, got some nice pieces. And here the Braves are, the first team to go out and actually sign a free agent because you can do that right after the World Series in baseball. There is no wait time. And they sign a 43-year-old Bartolo Colon, who's been around long enough to have actually pitched for the Montreal Expos in 2002. And a 42-year-old R.A. Dickey. Thoughts on that? It doesn't sound like going young is what they're doing with those two signings. I believe that there was a song by uh, Frank Sinatra called Young at Heart. Oh, there we go. That That is what they were going. See, they didn't say what kind of young. They, they just said young. They didn't say mentally, physically, at heart. Didn't, didn't, didn't say, didn't say. So apparently, apparently there was some kind of asterisk that should have been on that somewhere that we missed. We must have missed that because 42- and 43-year-old starting pitchers, they're talking about these guys being the front end of the rotation. Um, One-year deals, but, wow, it did not see that coming to start the baseball season nonetheless. But, hey, like you said, hockey's going strong, basketball. We, uh, you know, we 10 is it now in football. It's flying by. And I believe I have to give you, give you a little credit here. Eat no picking your Giants so far? Thank you. I, one would say that I don't uh, uh, that I don't go with my heart. I mean, they are five and three. I am eight and zero oh, picking my team. Well, yeah, I, I know my team, and I'm honest about exactly. it. Exactly. Only way anyone could uh, accuse you of going with your heart there is if the Giants were eight and zero, oh. which they are not. So that's living proof that you uh, call it how you see it on that one. So. I'll give you that. You're definitely calling it. I missed that one last week. I uh, I, I love my Giants, and uh, like I said, I've been watching them for years, and I, I just know my team. I know every time what when they change a player, what it's going to do. It doesn't matter who that player is, wherever. I just I, I love my team. You know, if I'm any, I'm already an analyst of all teams and sports, but. You got to figure the one that I tear most into and read the most on and analyze the most of my own teams, folks. And as long as I can maintain keeping my fandom 
out of the way, which I've been able to do. I've always been able to do you that, have. be honest about my teams, whether it's about the Devils, the Yankees. I've been saying for years the Yankees don't have the starting pitching to do anything, and for years they haven't had the team to do anything. And you know the well, next time they'll be fair. in the playoffs? Huh? That's not fair. They do have the starting pitching to uh, field a nice old-timers game. And, and then they go ahead, and the only good part of the team they trade away, they, I understand you had an abundance of arms in the back end of the road, uh, at the back end there, uh, of the, uh, the closer in the setup. I understand you had a couple guys that you didn't need. You didn't need to get rid of everybody, though. No, I would Miller, and Miller wanted to stay there. You got a guy that wants to stay with your team, wants to play there. I would think you keep him, but. Yeah, I, I got one last thing to give you here. Since you got to go, go on a little bit of a political tirade, allow me to have a, a small one of mine. How Uh-oh. stupid must Colin Kaepernick feel when a guy whose claim to fame is a guy who sits in Richard Sherman's stomach and has beef jerky smack him in the face calls him out <laughs> about not even voting in the election? It is uh... – it showed a, an amazing amount of ignorance on his part that that young man must never have been in a voting booth before because, you know, and I, we had touched on this briefly uh, on Thursday. Folks, uh, football fans, don't forget Thursday night we have a podcast, uh, The Gridiron Guys. We go over a bunch of things on football there too. And, and again, you know, he sat there and said, well, I didn't like the two choices. Well, but if you've been in a voting booth, you know that there's more than two choices. And in particular, in this race, you had three choices on the ballot. And also there's a write-in. You can write in. (laughs) So he's never been in a voting booth. You know, folks, if you want to have a say about something in this country, I'm all for it. So have a say. People are so upset. Oh, the country's doing this. The country's doing that. I can't believe this. I can't. One of the worst voter turnouts in U.S. history, percentage-wise. The percentage of people that voted uh, this past year is one of the worst in U.S. history. So how can you complain and then not go vote? I don't, I, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't either. That, so. You know, I, I'm glad I think it wraps up a lot of the uh, talk about this particular individual So uh, around, around the sports world. So let's talk about some stuff that actually matters in the sports world. Well, here, yeah, and exactly. What we do have that's going on, we're going to get back to football, folks. We're going to get back. We're going to recap our predictions And we're going to give you a fantasy player from each game that you really need to pay attention to for your football fans, and in particular, your fantasy football people. We've got FXE, everything, the big trouble that's going on. We've got a date coming up for something. We're going to get into that. Then we've got NHL, NBA. Ooh. And we've got some topics here besides the wrestling, okay, 
and what Rusev and everything is going on there and what's going on with Reigns. Two topics tonight, JT, and the first one is the NFL MVP. You know, Tom Brady, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons, folks, or other. That's one question tonight. And the other one is, is LeBron mentally challenged? He blows off the undertaker because he didn't want any PR stunt. Uh, JT, I tell you what, which one would you like to tackle first, or who would you like to tackle first? Brady, Matty Ice, or other, or LeBron? Well, I really, both topics I like quite a bit. We, we've talked a little bit about the MVP a couple weeks ago, but LeBron James, you know, you know, I'm a LeBron fan, as one would say, um, you know, one of my favorite players in in the National Basketball Association, um, he doesn't want a PR stunt. Hmm. <laughs> he said that. So he uh, and so he said it with a straight face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy is this guy is perfect for total divas to begin with. Uh, I mean, the guy the guy's a diva. It's a PR stunt just by saying you don't want a PR stunt. You're bringing attention to something that you didn't need to bring attention to. You got a guy who's an icon in another sport or entertainment field who wants to meet you, who wait, waited for you, and you were too good or too lazy to take the time to go out and shake the man's hand and take a picture. Well, he was so out of touch, and this is how out of touch he is with the happenings of his own team. What he found out later was that The Undertaker was a guest of the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) In full guard, in full Undertaker guard. And what what is it? He wore an Undertaker T-shirt, and that was apparently supposed to uh, quelch the fire. That was supposed to make everything better because he wore an Undertaker (laughs) T-shirt. I'm sorry. This guy's a fool. And why we're talking about this guy, it just shows how how uh, what a fool he is. Something I complained about weeks ago. CM Punk, a former WWE superstar, is calling LeBron James out for the exact same thing, which is being a Yankees fan, cheering for the Yankees, rubbing that Yankee hat in Indians fans' faces at the games, and then talking about we when it came to the Indians in the World Series. So. Seems like he's got a real issue with the uh, MMA WWE world to begin with. Yeah, it's that he just is out of touch. I mean, like you said, it's been a tough couple weeks. You you wear a Yankees hat and then say we for the Indians. It's just and then this here, you know. uh, I, I just you know what it is. I can understand possibly 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 understand being out of touch with who and who isn't a guest of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But where's the professional courtesy? I I would assume 
that the six foot ten guy dressed up and is in a VIP area welcomed by my team. And I still sit there and say something about it. But if I was the type of guy who, listen, okay, if that was Marshawn Lynch, you're not surprised. He doesn't like, he does. He, he wants to be left alone. He had made it clear he wants to be left alone. So if Marshawn Lynch says something like that, you kind of, you, okay, I can, I can possibly see that. Okay. But a PR whore like LeBron, are you <laughs> kidding me? Stop it, dude. Just stop it. NFL MVP. NFL MVP. Thomas Brady, Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, or other. You know, JT, I, I took a look. And you know who isn't far in that other discussion? And with a decent second half, can really put himself... Right there. He's not far behind. Carr over in Oakland. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he's, agree with you on that. You know, uh, Murray, they they are starting to say that they're going to use him as a, as a bell cow now. Okay, so that's going to take the pressure off of him. So he's going to have the running game. He's got some great targets. He's already almost there with them. You know, all you need is uh, certain. Well, you need Brady to be shot. No, I don't mean that. Obviously, please, that'd be my luck. Okay, somebody goes shoot. shoot. I heard on the fantasy Jensen show, uh, and he should be shot. So I was like, okay. Wow. No, I don't mean, yeah, no, seriously. I, I'll end up getting in trouble. I was listening to the Fantasy Chester show, and uh, he, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, know well, something? If, if you got in trouble for that and, and the cops came to arrest you, would there be any chance that they would kick you in the face? No, but hey, let me tell you something, okay? You better watch yourself, my friend. You know, you think you're having fun there? Okay. No. Hey, listen. And I'm very serious because I, I'm going to post this later on. Okay. But uh, just so that you know, uh, sir, uh-huh. thinking that you're safe. Um, let's see. The okay. Let's get into this part real quick, folks, and, and, and we'll get back to this in a second because JT thinks he's safe. Okay. And it was very funny. See, today I got a message, and it was from uh, from a certain wrestler who just recently I've had issues with and uh, we had a problem where, yeah, he attacked me and all that here in studio and JT didn't seem to mind. But today I get this uh, as a voicemail. Hold on now. There we go. Hey, you don't think the phone will come or slap you again. If you don't pick up the phone, I'm going to slap you again. Wow. <laughs> that was the message. That's all it said. If you don't pick up the phone, I'm going to slap you again. That was it. I like so I sent more. him a message. <laughs> yeah, you like him, huh? Well, here, and I'm going to post this, uh, the text messages here. 
I said to him after that, you better have a very good attorney. Tonight on air, I'm playing the voicemail of you threatening me. I'm not going to take this. He sends back, my attorney is going to kick your ass. I said, that's right. Keep threatening me. I got it all on record. He's like, LOL. I said, LOL, nothing. You see, I'm going to meet with either your manager, your lawyer, I don't care if it's your damn sister, and get some things straight. I don't care if you like me. Just be in a damn ring and do your job. And then his next message is for you, my friend. Sweet. It says, JT is going to get bitch slapped. Awesome. I've always wanted to get bitch slapped. That's fantastic. Um, you, you want to know my response or no? Oh, sure. Go right ahead. I figure you'll line me up for him. Put me in the sights anyway. Uh, no, I, I, I tried to deter him a little. No, I didn't. I said, yeah, that's Not fine. Sure. Hit him. I said, hit him. I said, yeah, that's fine. Hit him twice. The finer smaller. Yeah, it sounds so, something I can say. Yeah, it doesn't surprise it, me. It is. It is. I, I will sh- listen. Trust me. This is this is exactly what's going on here. I'll, I'll post that later on Twitter for you folks, or on Facebook, or both. I don't care. I'll post it anywhere. This is what the. But this is what's going on during my day. And you know, uh, just in case you think you're exempt from it, though, uh, young man, you are not. And he is threatening you too. So. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, you're a thousand miles away. I wouldn't be either. <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about it if I was in Orlando either. Oh, 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 oh okay. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> I, been, I know he I've listens. Been by, I've been hit by a lot bigger and a lot stronger women than that. <laughs> NFL MVP, folks. <laughs> Brady, Maddie, or other. Uh, there, there, is like no, I said. there is no question on this. There is no question. You look at a guy like Matt Ryan last year that came in at right around 287 yards a game, 21 touchdowns, 16 picks, uh, 4,500 yards. And then you look at what he's doing so far this season, averaging 331 yards a game, 23 touchdowns, only four interceptions, um, 69%, almost 70% completion percentage and most valuable player is something you alluded to the last time we brought this up. If this guy isn't playing, Atlanta's not even relevant. Whereas when Tom Brady didn't play, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, they found ways to win. Three and one without Tom Brady. I don't see Atlanta winning any games without Matt Ryan. Yeah, and that's the shame. If you're you're a Tom Brady fan, okay, that is the shame of it because you know what? Here's the thing. Brady's passing at 73.1%. He, he's so far in the, in the four games is averaging three touchdowns a game, no interceptions. Okay. Um, it's just, if he had been there the whole year, this might not be a discussion because nobody would say, well, look, they were able to go, pretty well without him. Not great, but pretty well. Uh, as whereas, you know, first you don't have that body of work with Atlanta. It's going to be tough. 
it's going to be tough because if Brady goes on this tear for the rest of the season and Atlanta missteps at all, it's going to make for an interesting conversation. And then again, like I said, Carr can get some players. If Oakland keeps going and has the record that they do, no, it's a good it's a good point you bring up on him. The guy's been fantastic. Uh, he takes care of the ball. He's pretty accurate. He seems very fiery. You know, he's definitely the heart and soul of the Oakland Raiders. So I, that's a really good point you make on him. Um, and I'd still like to throw my other guy in the mix, David Johnson, guy who's got a third of the team's offense uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, you know, that's got to be some kind of consideration for MVP as well. That's that. That is a good one. Yeah, you know, I'm so geared to thinking quarterbacks. I didn't think. Wow, that is that is a good one. That is good. But no, like I was saying about. Uh, uh, wow, that is good. Because I was saying about Carr. Carr seventeen and three, seventeen touchdowns, three interceptions. He's already got twenty five hundred yards and sixty six point one percent. So. You think he'll be kind of West Coast bias? In the NFL, there's definitely a West Coast bias, at least as far as the media is concerned. So do you think that gets him? Sure. Uh, that That's not going to help at all. Everybody knows there is. I'm on the East Coast. I, I, I call it like I call my giant team. I, I call it as I see it. Sorry. Of course there's a, a, a bias, okay? And uh, the East Coast gets a lot of the attention. We are the first coast. <laughs> the right coast. It's, a tr- it's the right coast, the first coast. Every start of the day starts on the first coast, folks. <sighs> well, all righty. So, we got MVP. We took care of LeBron. Let's go NBA. Want to talk a little NBA? Let's go NBA. I always want to talk a little NBA. Uh, anything yeah. in particular before we get to uh, fantasy players that you want to get off your chest about the season so far or no? Or just um, right to the fantasy? I really – and it's funny, as, as we talk about East Coast, West Coast bias, the one sport where mm. you have an East Coast bias, in my opinion, is the NBA as everything's geared towards the teams on the West Coast. Uh, Lakers have won four out of five, a couple comeback victories. I enjoyed listening to Chris Webber and some of the other guys on some of these shows say that the Lakers are probably the most entertaining team to watch so far this season. Being a Laker fan, I don't disagree, but even looking at it from an outsider's perspective, their games have been fantastic. Um, But can we stop talking about Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors? We understand they're going through their growing pains. They're getting used to playing with each other. As much as it makes me sick to my stomach, we got to be fair here. Shouldn't we be talking about the defending NBA champions a little bit in Cleveland? You hear nothing other than LeBron um, snubbing the Undertaker. That's the kind of news we're getting about the Cavs. We're not hearing about the season Kyrie Irving's having. We're not talking about how Tristan Thompson's coming off the bench and really, he may be in the starting lineup by this point, but he was coming off the bench providing hell of a spark defense, rebounding, high percentage shots. You know, we're not talking about Cleveland at all. So that's that's my biggest take right now in the NBA. I'd like to see them focus more on the actual game and less on the TMZ side of it and the drama between KD and Russell Westbrook. Excellent point. 
there's a whole league out there of things that are going on that's just being ignored. And that's all you hear about. It is absolutely, absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, I'm going to say one of the guys that I've been looking at, and that is for the Miami Heat, guy Josh Richardson. Now, he's somebody to go ahead and he's available. He's available the last time I checked in uh, 37% was uh, what he was owned in. Now, since that time, he might have changed, but probably not. But here's the thing about him. He's going to be continuing to get more and more time, more and more minutes. And the next step in minutes that he can get is starters minutes. I mean, that's pretty much they, they went ahead the first couple of games. He wasn't getting as many minutes as, you know, he is now, but they keep adding to it, okay? He's going to start at point guard tonight in place of uh, Dragic. Now, that's not where he's going to usually play, but that's my point is they are feeling comfortable letting him even run the floor, changing over, going there, and running the floor for them. So I, this is a young kid who is, you know, he's 23 years old, but now you're talking that he can play uh, point guard for you, small forward, shooting guard, and his minutes are increasing. Now they're at 25. He's averaging 25 uh, roughly. They're going to go up. They're going to keep going up. They're finding ways to get the kid on the floor. Being multi-positional, I'm big on being able to stick somebody in. If they can play a bunch of positions, to me, that adds fantasy value. While, Especially like now, while, while you've gotten somebody who is just starting to crack that starting lineup, they're literally just trying to fight to get this kid minutes, and he's multi-positional. Young guy, not only am I grabbing him for my redraft leagues, if he's still available in the keeper leagues, you're grabbing him too. This is a kid for the future for them. JT? Uh, first guy I'd like to talk about is also a multi-positional player. Uh, Alex Lynn, power forward center for the Phoenix Suns, an athletic big man that can run the floor, shoot the ball from distance. Shoots a nice free throw percentage, so you don't have to worry about Hackashack on this guy. And Tyson Chandler, the starting center for Phoenix, is injured yet once again, as he always is. Uh, Landon is start the other night, 16 points, 14 rebounds. You got a guy that has the talent, just needs the time. Uh, averaging about 21 minutes a game so far this season. He is owned in 49% of the leagues, but I don't think that's enough for this kind of guy. Definitely somebody that can shoot a nice percentage for you. Definitely someone that's going to be part of that offense because, again, the guy in front of him is a good player, but a guy who's got a littered injury history that misses significant time and a guy that I think the coaching staff and Len wants to find a way to get on the floor. So Len would be somebody I would definitely give a look to at this point. I had him uh, – I had him – written down. I was going to start to give him 
and then realize that Nogueira, Lucas Nogueira, the Brazilian, is mm-hmm. now finding his way into the starting lineup. Now, he's seven foot, 220, 24 years old, out of Brazil, like I mentioned. He's a, he's a former first-round pick, 16th overall by the Celtics, that is now over in Toronto. Boy, grab him. He is available everywhere. I have no idea why, JT. Do you know why he's available, or or you're not a fan of his? I mean, right now, he's a raw, the kid is... He's a talented player. He's a talented player. He's a raw player, but I agree with what you're saying. He's definitely starting to see the floor more often, and he definitely seems to be a multifaceted guy that tends to stat in several categories. So, no, I don't disagree with you at all. It's just, uh, I, I, I know there's not a lot of guys that can go ahead and, like I said, he's, uh, all right, I'll give you an idea. Folks, and, and this is why, I, you know, either you're multi-positional in my world or you're multi-category. Now, he came off the bench, and, and he's really starting to cut into a lot of the minutes there, okay, but... The other night in 27 minutes, 10 points, 7 rebounds. Now, again, this is from the center position. So you got 7 rebounds, 10 points, almost a double-double in 27 minutes with an assist, 2 blocks, and a steal. So the kid's busy when he's on the floor. Grab him. Grab him because he's just going to continue to find more and more time on the floor. You know, when your field goal percentage right now, okay, so that you have an idea, his season average is 85% field goal percentage. And for a big guy, you're not going to lose him, okay, in a hack and shack kind of thing because. At the uh, free throw line, he's 75%. So uh, I, I just like where this kid's going. Grab him. Grab him now. Stash him. Grab him for your uh, dynasty league, your keeper leagues. If he's available, right now <laughs> he is probably available in all leagues because he is only owned by 12% of you. Let's mark this down when we gave this to you, folks. That on November 12th, 12% owned. We'll see where this one goes. JT, who you got? Who else? Well, in case you haven't noticed, and judging by his 18% ownership, you haven't, Ersan Ilyasova, the small forward power forward for the 76ers, is starting to revert to form. Averaging about 10 points, 5 rebounds, 86% from the free throw stripe, and almost two three-pointers a game. Small forward, power forward. That small forward position is always a tough one to get a good player at. you got a guy that has proven in the past he can light it up. He can shoot the three. He can put the ball on the floor, take you off the dribble. He rebounds well, shoots free throws well. And Philadelphia, they are looking for anyone they can to get in there and solidify that roster. Joel Embiid's really locked down that center position. And I've noticed when he's on the floor, Ilya Sova's on the floor, and they seem to work really well in that inside-out inside out game together. So definitely someone who's proven they can be an all-star in the past. 
who's only owned by 18%, guys. Definitely someone you need to look into going forward. Wow. Yeah. You know, when you're still in the teens, folks, we're giving you guys that are in the teens. Pay attention to these guys, all right? We've done the research. That is one thing. You know, these guys that are out there that are giving you fantasy advice, they're just giving you vanilla crap that, you know, owned in 60% of the league, 70% of the leagues. Yeah, good luck finding no shit you're giving them to us, okay? Because everybody else already knows about him. No, we're giving you guys in the teens. You grab them, and you're going to look brilliant in your leagues when these guys hit. Mark my words, we're going we're gonna to throw this back in people's faces, and you'll see. <laughs> Just pay attention all year long, and you're going to see. Well, we have no problem. I, I know I, it's one thing I can count on. If uh, JT's right, he has no problem throwing it in people's faces. No, not at all. That's good. Hey, listen, it's just like uh, if you've been wrong, people have no problem remembering forever, correct? Uh, remembering forever and reminding you of this, too. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, what goes around comes around, you know? <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to change gears here, and we're going to go a little bit to hockey. Let's talk a little NHL. And uh, before we get into everything NHL, is there anything bothering you or that you like? Uh, that's going on in the NHL that you want to talk about first? Uh, we I would get... say nothing really bothered me. I tell you, some of the things that I've been noticed or things I keep an eye on, living here in Columbus, I do see a lot of Blue Jackets coverage, uh, see some of their games. And it's just one of those teams that it, it, I'm a Penguins fan, but I do root for the Jackets unless they're playing Pittsburgh as a hometown thing or where I'm living thing. I can see where the diehard Jacket fans are frustrated you know, they can go out there and hang 10 goals against Montreal in one game, and the very next game they come back and score a single tally. And it's just such an up-and-down team, offensively, defensively. Uh, very frustrating. Their draft has been – they've passed on some great players for some suspect guys for their potential. You know, I was like to say potential is that thing that gets coaches fired. Oh, hell yeah. And honestly. And how many and how many foot coaches have they gone through in that organization? So, you know, the Jackets fans are fantastic. They fill the nationwide arena. They're loud. They have a good time. They support their team. And yet the organization still puts that product out on the ice. So that's something I've noticed. I'd love to see this city get the team it deserves because they support them uh, vehemently. So that's something I've noticed so far this season. Gotcha, gotcha. What we're going to do, folks, the same thing here. We're going to give you two fantasy players. First off, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go defense first. I'm going to go defense. What I can go offense. I don't care. Oh, you like your defenseman, and you know your defenseman. That's why I say what a shock. Yeah, it's true, and – uh, all you have to do is take a look at my uh, fantasy team that currently has P.K. Subban, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen. Oh, well done. Now, uh, thank you. Oh, yeah, no, I got this. Uh, that, that's one thing. I can nail hockey names, no problem. Oh, you um, it's a, some of those basketball games. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he was close. You know why? Because he's uh, he's Finnish, and I know a lot of Finnish players. Uh, there was a there was a guy. Oh, I'll think of the name. He used to play for the Rangers. He used to have this long name, Finnish kid. But uh, yeah, Subban is currently ranked 107. Ristolainen is currently uh, 81st. The guy I'm going to give is 130th. Dennis Seidenberg is another. I see. I can give. I can give these two defensemen right here, and everybody would love me for it because it seems like nobody wants to own these guys. All right, David Dennis Seidenberg, 36% owned. He's currently ranked 117. Okay, I have no idea when, when you've got a defenseman that's ranked anywhere under 150. Why he's available, I have absolutely no clue whatsoever. Uh, and then why he's only owned by 36%, I even have even less of a clue. The guy is a plus 10 already this season. Four goals, four assists. You're talking that uh, these are ridiculous numbers already for a defenseman. Four goals, four assists, a plus 10, 12 penalty minutes. He doesn't play the power play. He's still ranked 117th. It doesn't matter. I'll make up power play in my other guys. And, and 18 shots on net. So, you know, he's he, he's definitely getting his shots, even not playing the power play. The guy I was going to give you, though, shockingly enough, is from the New Jersey Devils. The team that everybody kept telling me, I don't understand. Why did they trade Larson? Why did they trade Larson? They have no defense. They have no defense now. And I kept saying, you know what? We've got a boatload of good, young, talented defensemen. That wasn't my concern on our team. And this is one of them. Damon Damon Severson, okay, is currently playing ridiculous minutes. He's everywhere. He's on the power play. He's on the power play. He already has two goals, seven assists. Two goals, seven assists, eight penalty minutes, Five power play points, 20 shots on net. These are the guys that 28% owned. Seidenberg, 36%. They are on my team that is currently in trouble. No, seriously. Um, who had a rough week last week against good old team. Yeah, I was I was asked if you brought that up to ask you how does it feel to hang a donut in the win column last week. Uh, that one hurt. It, I, I went from first uh, and got – I was in first place one week and uh, not throwing up a win the next, and I, I'm happy to well, – you know, uh, I'm, I'm currently though. winning this week. i got to give you this, though. You really look at it. That's your only bad week. You've really dominated – the rest of the weeks, but yeah, that I, that definitely and to who to, to lose to that particular person on top of it had to be especially painful. You know, you ever give a pity f to a girl? That's what that was. No, oh. it was a pity f. I gave him a pity f. There you go. Have fun. You can go tell your friends. You can go tell your friends. I, I look. I beat Chester this week. Yeah, all right. <laughs> See how you are at the end of the season when it counts. 
Uh, yeah, my pity. Anyway, moving along, NHL, go ahead. Who do you have? Well, you know, I'm going to name a guy that's actually owned in 57%. It's a little higher than I normally like, but I think this guy should be owned in, in many, many more leagues than that. Nikolaj Ellers, left wing, right winger for the Winnipeg Jets. You're looking nice. at a guy that plays about 18 minutes a night, four goals, 10 assists, he's plus four, eight penalty minutes, two power play points, and 40 shots on goal. This is a guy that is currently ranked 44th overall, and he's trending up. I don't understand the 57%. That should be more in the mid-80s. Dual wing eligibility, left and right wing, which is fantastic to have in any fantasy hockey lineup. So this is definitely a guy that is going to see ice time, going to get shots, going to make them. So I'd like to see more people in this guy than 57. Actually, in Yahoo Leagues, he is currently owned in 29%. He is so currently owned in... Oh, wow. He's, he's only... Okay. Yeah, he's dropped 18% in the last day. Okay. All he's done so far this season, folks, is get four goals, 10 assists. He's a plus four, eight penalty minutes. He's on the power play and 40 shots on net. You know how I know this, JT? I see that. Huh? I didn't even. I'm looking. I just pulled up Yahoo because you said that and I didn't realize you own him. Good call. More people need to. Currently, season rank is at 44. Current season rank, 44. And, uh, yeah, I just picked him up uh, on the waiver wire this morning, as a matter of fact. (laughs) All right, well, I've watched this guy. He's a good skater. He's smooth. He's got a nice nice hard slap shot. He seems to be, you know, seems to really be in tune with what they're trying to do. In the, in the zone, and I don't understand why this guy's not owned more. Smooth, and, you know, it's always that accuracy on his – you always, at least for me, you always look at your good shooters as guys that on the pass, on the pass, how quick can they get the pass and get the shot underway and have it be accurate because there's three parts to that. There's the receiving of the pass – there's the setting up of the shot and then making the shot accurate, folks. And the faster you can go through that progression and have it accurate uh, is you, are your better players. And he is he's, he's really – he can handle that stick. Smooth skater, like you said, like him a lot. And he wasn't one of the guys I was going to give. I mean, he was just – happened to be on my team, and I'm listening to you talk about him. I just thought that was really, really good stuff. No, I've got a guy that's got four goals, five assists, the plus three, 18 penalty minutes, uh, two power play uh, points so far, and 26 shots on net. One of those, again, a guy that is going to go ahead, fill each and every category for you. Dual eligibility, center, right wing. Nice. Owned in 16% of the leagues currently the 74th best player in the league Charlie Coyle Minnesota Wild oh, Wild right 
This is a young guy that, let me tell you something about Coyle, folks, okay? He has struggled to reach what everybody thought he would be. This seems to be, he's getting a little more playing time this year. This seems to be the year that it's finally going to come together. The kid is working hard. He has been working hard, okay? And he's only 24. You know, a lot of people are taking a look at, you know, he didn't, he isn't what everybody thought he would be. But he came into the league when he was 20. Now, Last year, his best year so far, 21 goals, 21 assists. One of his better shooting years at 15%. This year, even that's up a tick, 15.4. His playing time keeps increasing year over year. His power play time on ice increases year over year. So this is a kid that just is getting better and better. He is only 24, and even better, he is only owned in the teams. I like it. Charlie Coyle. I'm going to want – I've got one last one for you here. Okay. This guy's owned in 5% of leagues. The ice time's at 17 minutes a game. Name is – he's a right winger for a high-powered offense named Patrick Eves for the Dallas Stars. Mm. Four goals, six assists, minus five on that plus minus, six power play points, 33 shots on goal. Why this guy is not owned in more than 5% of the league blows my mind. Right wing, obviously peppers the goal, seems to score. He's obviously on the power play, six power play points already, which is gold right there if you ask me. Young guy, currently ranked 85th, I believe, in Yahoo League. And, again, only owned in 5%. With an offense like Dallas, how is this guy only in 5%, Jester? Uh, you know, it's some of the guys, some of the leagues are just missing some of these guys early that uh, just not doing the research. Like I said, everybody gets used to just dealing with the vanilla stuff that the guys out there give. And you get used to that watered-down crap, folks. I'm sorry, you do. If you notice, look at where we give you a player. It is because that player has been researched. We have checked into it, looked where they're going, where they're trending to, what their uh, possibility for further advancement in playing time, because unless you're out on the ice or out on the floor in basketball, okay, or getting snaps in football, okay, if you're not out there, you can't get the opportunity. So these are the things that we, some of the trends that we look for when we give you these kinds of players. So, you know, go ahead, keep paying attention, write these down. You're going to see, you're going to find out exactly what JT and I are like and what our percentages are. The story will be, the proof is in the pudding, and, and the story will tell itself as we continue to give you guys to watch, you know, there were several guys at the end of last year, when we first started all this at the end of last year, I was hitting my guys to give you left and right towards Mm -hmm. the end of the hockey season. There's a lot of people that thanked me for giving them players 
that ended up doing well during the fantasy playoffs. So, you know, folks, just pay attention. Obviously, you know, JT and I will answer any question that you have. We're over on Twitter, Feds437 for JT, myself, Fantasy underscore Jester. Find us there on Twitter. You can find uh, us on iTunes. iTunes for all the podcast Fantasy Jester show. Real simple, folks. That's how we do it around here. We keep it simple because I'm a simple man with a simple mind, and uh, that's how we do it. But we'll get back to this in one minute. But first... Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. Hi, I'm Jeff Cross, a former Miami Dolphin. I'm a big fan of the Fantasy Jester, and you're listening to the Fantasy Jester. <laughs> the Fantasy Jester, I see it. Love a mile, Jack, you're listening to the Fantasy Jester show. But, you know, I keep hearing all these guys talking about Fantasy Jester, players and everything. You know, it's crazy. I'm getting more and more fans here, there, everywhere, okay? And a lot of them are these professional guys. You know, maybe JT and I are doing something right. You know, maybe it just it's that crazy, huh? Could you imagine that? Can you imagine maybe we're actually, you know, you go to FantasyJusticeSports.com, you go over there, you're getting some really good articles. We we cover all the sports over there. We We give you little tidbits. On the site, you know, keep you refreshed. We're not breaking news over there, folks. It's a blog. We like to talk about sports over there, give you reviews, whether it's about shows, movies, uh, the uh, giving you the power rankings. Right now, we give you the power rankings for all the sports. We cover the wrestling, the WWE, FXE on there. Really, it's a good place to go to check on for some articles, some good interest pieces on there. You have Fantasy Jester page for who knows what kind of trouble I'm getting myself into over on Twitter as well, and like I said, on iTunes. But I'll tell you, none of them beat the podcast. The podcast, uh, I'm just, JT and I are having a ball, and, and we're so happy that so many of you Continue to follow us, and the numbers are growing, and we love you all for it, and we want to thank you. You know, again, Wednesday nights, FXE Live. For all you wrestling fans out there, we cover WWE, the local Florida indie circuit, which is mainly us we cover. (laughs) I have no interest in covering anybody else in the indie circuit but us. And uh, that's what's funny is we've got people joining FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment, and my wrestling production. And uh, we've got people joining from all over the state of Florida, leaving other promotions to come to ours. I, I can't tell you how honored I am at that. You know, I'm a new guy in the ring, admitted new guy in the ring, okay, And I've got guys that have been in the business for years jumping ship like rats on a ship that is sinking because they see this new gorgeous cruise liner coming through, okay, going to put on one hell of a show. And that's all going to start real soon. We're going to go ahead. We're going to talk wrestling. I'm going to bring JT back in in a minute. We're going to talk a little wrestling. Then we're going to get to FXE. 
And then we're going to get to everything NFL for all of you. Let's bring him back. JT, how are you? Doing great. Just enjoying uh, another night on the show. Like you said, we're having a blast with this. And uh, I love doing it. Just, uh, it it is. You know, we have different times uh, uh, where we just, whether it's a guest, call-ins. You know, we had a call-in the other night. As we get ready to go into everything wrestling, we had a call-in on our uh, wrestling show. Somebody had challenged us. We're going to talk about that. But right now, we're going to, I want to talk a little WWE first, just real quick. Uh, you know, some interesting things went on in Vienna this past week, uh, JT. Uh, you know, first... There's been... Pardon me? Go ahead, yeah. I was going to say, there's been some interesting stuff in a lot of WWE venues this week, but I agree. Where you're going at first is definitely the place to start. Roman Reigns has been pulled... Roman Reigns has been pulled. I mean, just those words gotta be, it, it's gotta be a blow to WWE. JT, I mean, have you heard anything about this? It seems like they're keeping it pretty mum other than he was removed. Well, for a company that does a terrible job at keeping secrets, they're doing an awful good job on this one. I've yet to hear a reason for this. I don't know if, uh, you know, him and Sin Cara got into it like Sin Cara does with everyone else, or did Chris Jericho bite him, or uh, could it be Adderall once again? Who knows? I've yet to hear anything, though, on why this happened. It is, uh, I, I haven't heard a darn thing. They have kept it mum. They won't say if it was injury. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're being asked, is it injury? No comment. Is it, is it, is it a wellness program? No comment. Uh, they're just no, not answering anything right now. I do have to ask you this: as with FXE Live, though, that's exactly how you would play this as well. So, I mean, your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I'm pretty. I, unfortunately, that's the problem. Is uh, maybe I'm not as good a boss as I thought, because after the fact. Yeah, no. See, before shows and all that, and I'm nobody's going to find out what's going to go on before our shows. But if somebody gets suspended, I'm going to be the first person out there letting everybody know why, because my fans deserve to know why. See, I guess I just say, yeah, I, I just would handle it a little bit different. You know, listen, you're not talking about one of the lower card guys, okay? You're not, you're not talking about, you know, I don't know, Brzezengo, I don't care. You talk about Roman Reigns, okay, being pulled. Being pulled from a show. Now, here, not only was he pulled, this is one one of the guys holding your strap. He's holding a strap, getting pulled from a show, and there's no explanation? No, I'm sorry. This is FXE, and I have to do this, okay? Guess what? No, I'm coming right out. Hey, listen, folks. This is what's going on. Even if it's personal reasons, that's all you say. Mm-hmm. Listen, he needs some personal time. Uh, it's a wellness thing. It was he. He was bitten by a, a brown recluse, and uh, he's allergic to spiders. <laughs> I don't care. 
just what's going on? Your fans, I mean, you have a whole fandom that really deserves an answer to what is going on with one of their stars that shouldn't be that Star. big of a mystery. This is, like I said, well, going into a show, it, yes, it should be a mystery. Yes. After it should be open book. That's just the way I see it. I don't know. Excuse me, I was well, taking a drink. Of it, let me ask you this. This seems yeah. to be WWE's uh, forte. How about Ashley Massaro joining the concussion lawsuit today and now alleging WWE told her not to report a sexual assault? You know, right. it sounds like they're, you know, it sounds like they're basically wanting to hide lots of things that are going on in the serious nature behind the uh, curtain. Uh, let me tell you something. That is, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna open up that can. I'm not gonna. I, I'm just gonna say yes. There, <laughs> there's a lot that goes on that you know the fans don't know. But you know what, folks? In all fairness, in all fairness, that's all sports. It's not just WWE. Okay. Um, one of the things, though, from this, though, this is what I want to get to, and what I want to ask you about. I mean, because I'm blown away. All right, so Reigns gets pulled just before the match with Rusev. Rusev ends up fighting Cass and loses to Cass. And you'd like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that lends a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, credit to... You know, what you've been speculating for months, you know, with Enzo and Cass split up, that they really like Cass as a singles performer. And to have him beat a guy on the card like Rusev is uh, a bold statement, none the, you know, to say the least, for WWE to go that direction. Beat Rusev clean. No interference, clean. none of that. Exactly. No, clean. Wow. I just was, I, 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 like I said, at first I'm like, wow. Reigns was pulled? That's crazy. Why? Okay, they don't have a reason yet. And, you know, that was a couple of days ago now. And, and then it followed up with, okay, so Rusev was left to wrestle with Cass, and Cass ends up winning. I was like, what? That's great. That is just, that's phenomenal. I love that. No, uh, Vince, Vince uh, from what I'm hearing, okay, is he's really not happy with Sasha Banks. And you know what? I have to defend her. I have to defend her here. He's not happy with the idea that she, uh, that, that, that the move was done wrong in his eyes, that the table didn't break. And then I guess she broke script and went ahead, got out of the, uh, the move so that they could redo the shot at the table that was her own improv. That was her improv. Yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't happy first that the table didn't break properly the first time, and he was even less happy that she decided to improv on her own. I guess she doesn't have that okay yet. <laughs> because a lot more improving goes on than people know. But... Um, yeah, I found that I found that kind of uh, interesting though. And here's my problem with it, and here's why I have to stick up for her. 
That table probably weighs almost as much as she does, soaking wet. She's a light girl. If anybody should have gone through a table, it should have it should have been the bigger woman. Yeah, I'm gonna slap the feather into the table and what? I mean, I, I'm sorry. And, and for those of you who don't know, okay, I have seen Sasha Banks in person. I was two feet away from her. Okay, she's tiny. She's teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny. No kidding, she couldn't break the table. Don't get mad at her for it. Get mad at the whoever decided she was the one that was going to go through the table. Okay, and not that horse, Charlotte. Horse. I said S. Wow. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, woo, we just went somewhere. But yeah, no, 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 I, no, no. I, get your point. I like Charlotte. I, I, I happen to I like Charlotte a lot. I, I like Charlotte I a lot. For a bunch of reasons, for a bunch of reasons, I like Charlotte. And, and none of them, you know, everybody out there, get your minds out of the gutter. None of them are for that reason, okay? I like her as a person and as a worker. Uh, uh, from a professional well, standpoint, I like Charlotte a lot. Well, in all fairness, if it wasn't for the gutter, my mind would be homeless. But other than that, <laughs> with that being said, this all stems back to Vince making the decision to make this the main event and to have this the kind of match that it was. I've said it once, I'll say it again. They didn't put on a bad match. They had them in the wrong kind of match. Um, why he's pissed at her is beyond me. Vince always needs someone to blame. Um, the big, you know, and I mean, as big as that is, the thing I've been waiting to ask you about all day. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens saying he'd make Brock Lesnar his bitch? I like it. I like it. I don't know if I agree with that one. I don't agree with it, but I like it. (laughs) That's poking more more than the hornet's nest on that one a little bit there, KO. Uh, You better better focus on what you got in front of you now. I don't think you need to be uh, going around telling anyone that you're going to make Brock Lesnar your bitch. You know... Uh, no, no, you know, I can understand that's just not a good move. Okay. Lester's a pretty big boy. First of all, <laughs> he has a little temper I hear, uh, you know, from time to time as well. But, you know, here's one of the things I'm starting to believe. I, I don't know if I'd be intimidated. Guess what? I just got rocked by somebody bigger than him. Say, I was gonna say you just got you just got tagged by somebody that's a bit bigger than Brock Lesnar. So yeah, I got to give you that. I just stood toe to toe with a guy that makes Lesnar look small. Now Lesnar's six two two eighty six. Renegade is six nine and a half. Depends. I call him six nine. He says six ten. It's actually we check. It's six nine and a half. So I I, I like pissing him off and saying he's six nine. And just a tick That's over, a and it's yeah, it's worked well for me as you've seen. Um, and he's a tick over three three hundred pounds at three oh five. So, you know, I I had somebody rip a contract and disrespect me that was bigger than Lesnar, and, and no matter how it turned out for me, okay, 
I still stood up toe to toe to that man. I didn't care. So to stand up to Lesnar might not be, I, I, I might not be as impressed anymore uh, if I hadn't just uh, had problems with Renegade. And for those of you out there wondering what the hell I'm talking about, one of the wrestlers at FXE last week uh, slapped me and then shoved me and threw me down to the ground and uh, took a took a swing at me, just missed kicking me and headed on out. And it was a bit, it was just a mess. And uh, right now we're waiting. What's going on? And this is the FXE portion, folks, for you. Florida Extreme Entertainment has a couple of announcements to make. First off, as I mentioned earlier in the show. I was uh, I was threatened again today by the renegade uh, if I don't answer the phone that he was going to slap me. See, I've been saying I, I'll, I'll talk to his attorney or his manager because he's got both, but I didn't want to talk to him. But he sends you know he leaves me a voicemail. Hey, if you don't pick up the phone, we'll come and slap you again. So you know. If I don't pick up the phone, he's going to come over here and slap me again. And then I've got text messages, too. So, obviously, the suspension that he is under is continuing. I am told that, supposedly, his attorney wants to meet with me this week, JT, when I get to it. I'm in no hurry. Yeah, I think it should be on your time. Uh, you know, he's the aggressor in this situation. I think it should be on your time. The other problem child, seems like I've got problem children here already, you know? <laughs> like I said, at least Renegade comes with a pedigree, though. Renegade comes with, okay, this guy's a monster in the ring, okay? And listen, for that... You know, the prima donna on the, on the squad, you always have to tend to, okay? Good, bad, or indifferent, one way or another, they're a pain in the ass, okay? That's just the way the prima donnas and the top talent are. And I, I get that. I, like I told him in my text, I don't care if he likes me or not. I really don't give a shit. You know what? Here's what I care about. Do your job in the ring. Go win, okay? And that's what's going to be coming up, too. And, and hopefully we can get him hammered out before this. Uh, but as far as Joey Cage goes, developmental wrestler for FXE, young guy, want to come in learning the sport. And, uh, you know, I think he has played it a little too loose here, thinking that he's all that and really hasn't proven himself in the wrestling world. And he's going to have to first. Now, we've gone ahead because of the problems of him fulfilling what he's supposed to be doing regarding some of the work here at FXE. We have him under a two-week suspension that at the end of those two weeks, it started this past Wednesday, by the end of these two weeks, we need answers and we need him back to work or we will fill the roster, okay, with his spot. I have no problem. There's plenty of talent out there. That's one thing I'm finding, JT. Um, we've got some big names that are coming. You know, you thought Renegade was a big name. You thought American Militia Seven mm-hmm. Foot Three was not just a big name, but a big person. Big all these guy, guys, yeah. With, yeah, all these guys with just unbelievable uh, credentials and resume uh, as wrestlers. 
we're just getting warmed up. They're still not the best ones we're going to announce yet. We've got some even better ones coming. We got guys that former WWE guys. We, we're not done. We've gone WCW. We've gone ECW. And now we're, we've got the developmental guys. We got Mako. Mako. <laughs> hey, JT. There's, that's my. That's who my money might be on in this one. Okay, of the developmental guys, kids bulking oh, up. Mako's definitely shown. A, he's got more heart. B, he shows up, and apparently, uh, he has his cojones because uh, Joey Cage is nowhere to be found. We haven't heard from him. Um, like we both uh, thought, we talked about a couple weeks ago about this. I think he's running scared. I mean, if you're scared, say you're scared, Joey Cage. Here. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he not, is. Let's, you know, let's, uh, not, yeah, let's not just put on a show for, for show's sake. Let, let's see what you got. I mean, you talked to Big Game several times. You had the FXE live show as a, a media outlet for you to express how you felt. There was a lot of chest puffing and bravado going on, and now it just sounds like you're full of hot air. Yeah, when it comes time to put up or shut up, it seems like uh, he is shut up. up. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and meanwhile, okay, well, you got one guy literally running, uh, and it's sad. It's sad. You talk all that stuff, you think you'd back it at some point, and you don't. See, I'm a big proponent of I don't mind. Everybody knows I've got a big mouth, but I'm going to back it up, too, so I don't really care. Um, in his case, he's got a big mouth and can't back it the hell up, and that's fine. Meanwhile, you've got a guy like Mako here. Uh, this was the, one of the last notes I got from his trainer. He's up seven pounds in two weeks with 13 more to go, running, cutting, jumping. He is just going all out as far as getting mobility and keeping the mobility going while he's packing on a little bit more muscle. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. You know, the developmental guys, he's definitely one that I'm very interested to see how he turns out. You know, the guy's got the athleticism. He's got the heart. He's got the fight. And it sounds like he's working his ass off. So he's going to be fun to watch. He's definitely going to be fun to watch. You know what they say about Joey Cage, right? Because there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. So now, you know, before we get to football, one of the last things for FXE that I want to talk about is on the last show, we got a call from the Puerto Rican hound dog wrestler from the west coast of Florida. JT, it is that That guy. That dude, it is okay. I was gonna say that dude can fly. That dude, uh, you showed the video to me. That dude can fly. Yeah. Okay, that was him. He is six foot, three hundred pounds, and can moonsault, folks. This is a guy that wants to join. He's been he's been wrestling sixteen years, looking for a break for somebody that's going to be able to promote him, take him to the big time, and. Uh, this guy here, yeah, I went and I made sure to check into who it was. So, 
Here's what's up. Yes, it is the guy that I liked. Yes, it is uh, somebody highly talented. And yes, yes I am yes. going to take him up on the challenge. Oh, I knew you so would. He... You're not backing down from anything. Your name isn't Joey Cage. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm not going to back down, that's for sure, folks. And you can guarantee that. So here's what's up. Wednesday night, this Wednesday on FXE Live. Pending any last-minute problems, because Wednesday I am going to the west coast of Florida to go shake hands and do the deal that would have us guys here at FXE matching up against his guys from AMP, AMP Wrestling, AMP. Okay, yeah. They want to try out for FXE, and I said, okay, let's see how you do against the FXE talent. So, in other words, what we're looking, and this is, <laughs> we're looking to have militia there for us. I'm not going to play with these boys. I really want to see what they're about. So, I'm going to bring guys like militia. I'm going to make sure we're going to try and work things out, okay, so that besides whoever else, I'm going to walk in there with a couple of wrestlers. But on one side of me, I will have seven foot three American militia. And if he can control himself and get himself in the ring, I will have renegade on the other side of me. And I have already told Hound Dog this. I understand his desire to come join us, and I appreciate it. I welcome it. All he has to do is one thing. He has to get in the ring with Renegade. Seems simple enough. What we're probably going to be... (laughs) He will have a time limit to beat Renegade. If he can't beat him in that time... If he can't beat beat him in that time, okay, he will not be joining FXE. We go there. I have myself uh, and a couple people from the FXE team head over to the west coast of Florida on Wednesday to what should be the cementing of the deal December 3rd, folks. It'll be coming quick. We're not here to play. We've got matches coming up next year. We've got matches in January, February, March, April. We've got matches every month next year. Some of them, we've got two matches in a month. So it's going to get interesting. And also, for those of you who have been wondering, because I haven't said much about it, okay, and matter of fact, I'm going to break this now to JT because we, we talked about it once before a couple of weeks ago. And I just want everybody to know, while we go over to, on December 3rd, we go to the West Coast. I guess it's a, called an away game. You know, it's their place, their ring, their production. All right. It'll be an away game. But we're going to come back on the East Coast here. And we're going to do a couple of matches. Call it a practice match, if you will. A couple of practice matches. 
get things going, okay? Put on a couple of good shows for people. But folks, we are definitely going television. This is a this is a definite deal now. We are looking at April, April for our first televised event. We will be talking about that a little bit more. But JT, we couldn't be any more excited. FXE, we are okay. In just a short time, we're going to have matches. We've been able to grab some of the top talent from different organizations that, you know, are here doing nothing to help their talent. And now we haven't even had a match yet. We've got people from across the state wanting to jump ship from over there. And now, again, haven't put on a show yet, and we have cemented that a couple of shows into it, as we get everything all set up and the way I want it, it'll be televised. Mm. Not too bad in a short amount of time, sir. No. We're doing what we can no. here. Not too bad at all. And it's like I told I told you guys several weeks ago. I know you're wanting to see what's going on. I know you're starting to want to see shows. When Jester does something, as long as I've known him, he's always done it right. And that's the proof right there. Look at look at where we're at already. We barely scratched the surface of what FXC is going to bring you, and you're just starting to get a taste of it now. So strap in and enjoy the ride. Yeah, we're excited. We're, we're definitely excited. And, you know, there's a, I have a meeting on Monday. Uh, we're down to the last two places that we're going to call uh, home for our wrestling matches. We'll be announcing that this week, too, as I, I set up the final deal and set up our contracts uh, with the facilities. And, uh, again, just everything going FXE's way, folks, Florida Extreme Entertainment. If you want to see old-school wrestling mixed in with one hell of a show around it, you're going to want to see this. Do you miss some of the old WWE? Do you miss some of the old style wrestling? Do you like some of the new theatrics and the light shows and stuff? It's going to be a production. We can't wait to put it on for you. We can't wait to see you there. Thanks so much. I want to thank you already because I know you guys are going to sell out every time for us. You're going to love it, and we're going to love putting on a show for you. Finally tonight, folks, with a half hour to go, we have football. It is time. NFL, recap of the predictions. And we're going to give you a fantasy player from each one of these matchups that you might want to keep an eye on. it, And in particular for you daily fantasy people, uh, for you to keep on, keep an eye on. JT, KC Carolina. You have KC. I have Carolina, but who do you have for fantasy? Well, this guy is one of the obvious picks for me. When I look at it, I say it's a no-brainer. But I look at a guy coming off where he was out last week in Spencer Ware who catches the ball well, runs the ball extremely well, and the heart and soul of that Carolina defense, although Luke Keekley played last week, he's the top coverage linebacker in the NFL as well, is dealing with a groin injury. So I see him having trouble trying to take care of Spencer Ware out of the backfield. 
I see Spencer Ware having a big, big, big day. Nice, nice. Um, I, and I'm going to go wide receiver. I'm going to go wide receiver for Carolina, and, and that's in Benjamin, Kelvin Benjamin, playing against the fifth best uh, scoring against team in fantasy. In other words, they've given up the fifth most points to wide receivers in KC. And, and Benjamin has been a little erratic, and now I think you're going to see a game where he's going to be targeted uh, probably about 10, 12 times. And every time he's targeted 10, 12 times, he puts up the numbers. So, folks, I'm going to say, without a question, we're going to go Benjamin. And, and you know what? Uh, I guess that is uh, JT's underdog pick of the week in Benjamin. <laughs> well, I Who will let say the this. dogs I like out? Pick. Exactly. You're not going to get me to sing that, though. I like right. the pick there, and even more so if I take take a quick off the fantasy aspect of this. I'm looking hmm. forward to seeing the matchup of of Marcus Peters versus Kelvin Benjamin in that game. That should be one hell of a matchup on the outside. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is because it's going to take every bit of those ten, twelve chances, okay, for Benjamin to come up with six for uh, for eighty eight and a touchdown. Oh, I like it. I like your. I know. I like your pick there. Benjamin should have a big week. He's going to have the targets, but I'm going to say Peters no is more. going to give him trouble. Yeah. And I know Cam's not afraid to to, to force it in there to him either. So no, I like it. Good pick. Denver, New Orleans. We both have New Orleans, okay? And because of that, my fantasy pick is going to be both Bibbs and Booker. And I say both Bibbs and Booker because they're both going to get their opportunities against uh, a a rushing defense that is giving up the third most fantasy points to running backs. You know, New Orleans has given up 12 rushing touchdowns so far. They are absolutely awful against passing, uh, pass catching running backs. So Bibbs here is a definite play in my eyes without a question against a team that you're going to want, first of all, you're going to want to try and hold new Orleans down. New Orleans is home. New Orleans likes to throw points on the board. What better way than with a running game besides that defense that you have, but to control the clock and run against a team that you don't want out there. You don't want to get into it a shootout with Drew Brees at home. And and having the idea that they're the third best at giving up points for fantasy running backs, it just is, it seems like it's a perfect storm for me. JT, who do you have from this game? Well, the guy that I like in this game is a guy that's really having a great year. Is 22-year-old wide receiver Michael Thomas out of Ohio State. Uh, 47 catches on the year, 573 yards, five scores. And like we talked about, with Aqib Tlaib probably not going to play in this, Chris Harris has to stay on the outside, which means he can't cover the inside slot guy, which is where Thomas has been lining up frequently, taking advantage of mismatch and getting deep. Drew Brees looks for him. He seems to like him better than anyone on the team over the last few weeks, 
even to the point where Breeze has always been a guy that spread the ball around, he seems to be really going after this kid a lot. I think he could have a big day against Bradley Roby, another former Buckeye. Um, so he's somebody I definitely would look to start in this game. That's a, I, I like the kid. It's a great pick for what you said, too, about having uh, him move to the outside and being now he's, who, who's going to really cover him is going to be the interesting uh, thing from the slot. You know, I just I, I like it. I like the pick, and he seems to have been picking it up more and more as the season has gone on over these past couple weeks for sure. He is, his targets, okay, he's averaging seven and a half targets a game. Nice. But in the, yeah, nice. and, and, 20, and, and a little bit of an uptick over the last three where he has seen 27 targets over three, so he's averaging nine targets in the last three. So, uh, again, a great matchup, great pick, JT. I like it. We're going to go Rams versus the Jets. What do you have? I'll let you go first. Well, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but my research says this is the week Todd Gurley finally shows why people took him in the first round in a lot of fantasy drafts. I know he's had a rough year. That whole team's had a rough year offensively, but the Jets are absolutely pathetic. Yes, they're rated number one against the run, but as Miami showed last week, it's because everyone can pass on them so easily. (laughs) Why run the ball when you can throw it? The Rams don't throw the football that much. I see Todd Gurley having his first big game of the year, triple digits, 110, 115 yards and a score. Interesting. Interesting. I am going to go, (laughs) I'm going to go with a play that is going to get people to shake their heads probably, but I'm going to go with the Rams defense. Now I understand that they've only, yeah, they only had one turnover since week four, which to me means that they're due, but they're going to either face besides being due because that's a that's a pretty that that's not a bad defense that hasn't gotten a turnover yet. So a they're due, and b they will face either an injured, turnover prone Brian Fitzpatrick or Bryce Petty. Oh, the formerly mentioned Bryce Petty, not Richard Petty, <laughs> not Chief. Petty officer, not petty cash, not even not Tom, even Tom Petty. petty, but Bryce oh. Petty. And so you probably get the same amount of turnovers as Tom Petty. petty. So which means the Rams are going to be the heartbreakers. Wow. Okay. You know, I thought I was going to lose people on the petty part, but if there's anybody left listening after the heartbreakers, Atlanta, no, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Philly's going to try and rebound after last week's uh, game against the G-men. Gee, I hate when that happens. When, when Philly, when Philly loses to the Giants, that makes me very happy. Um, Atlanta, 
MVP probably goes into Philly. I say Atlanta big. JT has Atlanta, period. Who are you taking? Or you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first on this? Your turn to lead this one off. I'll follow you. All right. I am going to go with Philly, a Philly player. See, they need help. Huff is gone, first of all. And uh, he huffed and he, yeah, he huffed. And the problem was he puffed. So, uh, yeah. And uh, not that I'm saying anything's wrong with it, but uh, you need to be smarter as to how you do it. But anyway, young man, you're gone. And it leaves Philly with an absolutely horrible receiving core. Last week, Doriel Green, Beckham, five targets, no catches. Aguilar has just turned into, I don't know what. Okay, this guy was supposed to be something. Seven targets, four catches. So between the two of them, 12 targets, four catches. Wonderful week. So what happens is is a young man named Bryce Treggs steps up. He gets an opportunity. Now, here's one thing about Mr. Treggs. He happens to be a deep threat. Now, one of the things that Philly needs, a deep threat. Coach has already said, we're going to be going to him, and we're going to be going to him often because he's our only opportunity to stretch the defense. When you are a team's only opportunity to stretch a defense, you're going to see the ball. And you're going to see the ball often. Now, not only are you going to see it, but this week Atlanta has given up the second most points to wide receivers this year. You got to figure Philly's going to be playing from behind, trying to keep up with, with the Ryan show, okay, and the Julio Jones show. So they're going to be throwing. I say Treggs is a good play, not just for this weekend, Okay, but somebody keep an eye on the whole season, the rest of the way. He is their only deep threat, the only person who can get separation. Watch the Eagles. If you haven't watched an Eagles game already, you'll see. Matthews doesn't – he doesn't know how to get off anybody off of him. Same with Green Beckham. Aglor is a sieve. So, um, no, Bryce Treggs, keep an eye on this kid. JT. Uh, anyone out there that wants a uh, spot on Treggs, you're looking at a guy with 5'10", 5'11", 185, uh, very decorated receiver at the Berkeley Cal Golden Bears, just like another guy with the same stature, size, that was a former Eagle and a former Golden Bear in Deshaun Jackson. That's who he reminds me of, so I like your pick. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. My pick, my pick in this game, I agree, too, Philadelphia has the guy to look at. They're going to need to throw the ball. I think they're going to go to a guy that had eight targets last week, eight catches for 97 yards in tight end Zach Ertz. I think Wentz feels like he can trust him. Atlanta gave up a nice game to Cameron Bray last week. Should have had a second touchdown, but he got one. I think Ertz at this point in his career is a better player than Cameron Bray, and I see him being the guy that Carson Wentz goes to in this game. So Zach Ertz is somebody that I would go with in this game. 
Nice. Good. I like hearing that. And the, I just added him. He was on he was on the waiver wire in the oh, league and I why? He he was on the waiver wire and um I was having I, I, I had tight end problems. I'm having tight end issues. But um yeah, no, I, I grabbed him and he's in there starting this week, so I love it. I'm glad that you said that. It made me real good. Um Tennessee, Green Bay, Tennessee. I've got Green Bay. You've got Tennessee. And in this, I have, but my player I have is a Tennessee player, Rashard Matthews. You know, he's going up against uh, a Green Bay defense who have let up uh, the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, they have let up the sixth fewest against the run. So DeMarco Murray is going to have a little tough time going. This isn't going to be a game where that running game is going to dominate like they usually do. And it's a game where you know Green Bay is going to score. So, you know, Tennessee is going to have to throw the ball. So you go against the uh, team that's given up the 10th most points to wide receivers. You got a guy. This is, this is uh, his catches. Three of four. Four of six. He had one bad game, three of eight. Two of two. Four of four. Three of three. Four of four, six of ten. I'm seeing a theme that the kid really doesn't drop much. He's really becoming a favorite of Mariota and has five touchdowns in the last five games. He's becoming his favorite target. Plain and simple. So favorite target plus favorite target to get touchdowns plus a team that will be throwing Plus, a team that plays worse against the pass than it does against the run, you're going to struggle running. Just, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. JT? Oh, I love Rashard Matthews. Former Dolphin really showed a lot last year when he got the opportunity. He's carved out a really nice niche for himself in Tennessee, so that's that's definitely a nice play. I'm going to stick with Tennessee side of the ball and the same position I picked last matchup, Delaney Walker. 241 yards on 16 catches over his last three games. A guy that's just starting to get healthy. A guy that's a matchup nightmare. You're talking about a tight end that can run the tight end reverse. Show me how many tight ends do that in the NFL. A guy that's a red zone threat, a physical player, and a team leader. I can see him dominating Green Bay's banged-up linebacker core uh, this coming week. And Delaney Walker is the guy that I would go with. Interesting, because, you know, I almost took him. There's no Matthews this week, okay? Yes, exactly. Uh, But here's the thing. Delaney Walker scores a touchdown every other game. This is the other game. He just scored last (laughs) week. There is that. There is that, but I'm going to get I'm superstitious as hell. Five yards. Eight catches for 85 yards is my play this week. Does he get the touchdown? I think he does just because Green Bay's horrible in the red zone. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Minnesota, Washington. Now, against that Minnesota defense, believe it or not, kids, I have taken Rob Kelly. We're going to move this along. We've got 13 minutes left. I have taken Rob Kelly. Why? Because I'm out of my mind. No, seriously. This kid's going to be the starter. He is going to be the go-to guy. Thompson's too small to be the regular guy. He's only 5'8". 
195. You're talking Kelly, six foot, 228, which means he's also going to be your goal line back. In his first extended action last week, he had 21 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Minnesota will have to respect the following. They're going to have to respect Crowder. They're going to have to respect the slot guy. Now, they're going to have to respect that slot guy more than likely with a safety. You know what that means? That means that a linebacker is going to have to move over and cover Reed. So with a linebacker moving over to cover Reed, now you're taking people out of the box. Now you're moving people around. And you know what else doesn't help Minnesota this week? All right, Linville Joseph is having problems with his shoulder. He's probably not 100%. Okay, so you're talking about a hole in the line, a good, a good chance that there'll be a hole in the line. You're going to move away one of the uh, linebackers, okay, who are the – they are the tackling machines on this team, okay, led by, uh, led by uh, Kendricks with 36. Now, and Greenway actually is uh, leading them. I'm sorry. Uh, Kendricks is second with 36. But you're going to have to pull one of those linebackers now to cover Reed. With that said, and there's a chance that they might go with a two tight end set. Now you got to cover Reed and Davis, okay? And I'll be, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, a weakness in that line, you got your two tight ends out there. Guess what? I'm running behind Scherf that whole, that whole day with Kelly, just running it. So I've got Kelly. Go ahead, JT. Uh, my guy resides in the same backfield as you. I like running back Chris Thompson. As it nice. averages 4.6 a carry and averages at this point right now 7.8 per reception. He's definitely a guy that can get on the outside. I think when you see those linebackers, if you watch Minnesota play defense, they like to rush in hard off the edges. Chris Thompson's the kind of back that can sneak out of the backfield, catch that ball, make some, make some people miss and go. He's also a guy that can get around the corner because of his speed when he's handed the ball. Uh, with all those responsibilities that you talked about in Reed, Crowder, Vernon Davis, I think will be a factor in this, and worried about uh, Big Fat Rob running the ball up the middle, I think you could see some nice toss plays going Chris Thompson's way, and I think he has a big day. Nice, nice. All right, moving right along, Houston Jaguars. We both have Houston. Again, I'm staying with a running back. I'm going Chris Ivory against the 28th-ranked rush defense. Still no J.J. Watt. Last week, they finally gave him the ball in an extended action. He had uh, on 18 carries, 107 yards. He would have had a touchdown. It should have been a touchdown. And here is the stat on Chris Ivory. And I like the fact new coordinator is going to be running the ball more. And they're going to be running the ball more with a guy who, in his career, only one season, one season has he averaged less than 4.3 a carry. Do the math. He gets 20 carries, more than likely going to get a touchdown again. Got 100. I'm telling you. Chris Ivory, Chris Ivory tomorrow, Chris Ivory the rest of the season because they're going to turn this into a running team, folks. Mark my words. Next up, JT, who do you have in that one? I'm going to sound like a broken record. I'm going to go back to that tight end position again with the Houston Texans, C.J. Fedorowicz. 26 catches now, 279 yards, three touchdowns. Most of that's come over the last three to four weeks. We're Mm -hmm. looking at a guy that – 
obviously Osweiler trusts. Osweiler feels like he can get the ball to. For some reason, he can't get the ball to one of the best receivers on the planet in DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. And I think Jacksonville, banged up a little on defense, has to respect Lamar Miller in the running game. And I can see some play-action passes going CJ's way across the middle. I look for him to get in the end zone and have at least 60 yards receiving. Nice, nice. As we keep it moving here, folks, Chicago, Tampa Bay, I'm going to go Alshon Jeffrey, folks. And and this here, to me, is just a no-brainer. Anybody want to argue this, I'll be more than glad to argue this all week. Last three weeks, 33 targets. He's averaging 11 targets a game now. This isn't Alshon Jeffrey from the beginning of the year who wasn't seeing the ball coming his way. Last three weeks, 33 targets against the defense that has allowed 12 touchdowns and three 100-yard game, uh, three 100-yard uh, games, and this in the last couple weeks, they have been a mess. They're not getting better back there. They're going to have good linebackers. Their linebackers are going to be used to stop Howard, but Alshon Jeffrey's going to run wild back there. And like I said, he's getting the targets. Cutler's back. I, I expect a big game from Jeffrey this week. JT? Well, even with Langford back, I still see Howard being the guy to play in this game. I see a guy that's averaging 5.1 yards per carry behind a very, very strong Kyle Long in the Bears offensive line. I also see a guy that catches the ball well out of the backfield. Langford's already been – they've already said he's going to have to earn his touches back. He's already pouting about it. Howard's the guy I think gets in the end zone not once but twice in this game with over 100 total yards. Uh, I just see him having a tough time. That's going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch that one, and I'll be watching that game because uh, my Giants don't play until uh, Sunday. But um, I mean, until Monday night, and uh, I'll definitely be watching that. I just don't think that uh, it's a good matchup against those uh, linebackers at Tampa. So it'll be interesting, and I think Howard should be the starting running back there at, uh, of the two. Miami, San Diego. Go ahead, JT. Who you got? Jarvis Landry's banged up in this game. That concerns me a little bit. Mm. I think Kenny Stills is a guy you watch in this game. San Diego's been susceptible to speed receivers getting behind the defense, taking the cover off, and catching the ball deep touchdowns. I think Kenny Stills has one of his at least 60-yard touchdown catches, plus a few more in there for close to 100 yards and a touchdown in this game, whether Landry plays or not. But I still see... Still being a big guy this week. Let me tell you something about good old Juice. Okay, Juice is becoming the forgotten man. Juice has not seen the ball. He has seen a total, a total. Let me repeat that: a total of eighteen targets over the last four games. Tannehill's turned into a game manager. (laughs) They're going running game. They're spreading the ball around when they pass. And they're going running game mostly anyway. Jarvis Landry, folks, has turned into a wide receiver three. 
It's terrible. And because of that, though, I'm taking Jay Ajayi. You know, he's going against a, a defense that has given up the third most fantasy points to running backs. Okay. They've got injured re- wide receivers. Going to be running the ball to protect it. He has rushed 25 times, 28 times, 24 times his last three games. This isn't going to be any different, and especially against a bad run defense. Expect Jay Ajay to throw up some gorgeous, gorgeous numbers this week for you. San Francisco, Arizona. JT, I have anyone in an Arizona uniform. Uh, and yeah, matter of fact, I have right. Bruce Arians lined up at wide receiver in my one league. I've got you, you got David Johnson every week, but I like John Brown this week. I think he's going to absolutely obliterate that San Francisco defense. John Brown's the guy to watch for me. I, I just like I said, uh, I see John Brown, I see David Johnson, I see JJ Nelson, which means also Palmer having a good game. I see the uh, uh, the. Uh, Arizona defense having a big game. Just anything Arizona in that, and nothing San Fran, honestly. Dallas Pittsburgh. Eli JT? Eli Rogers. Eli Rogers. Six catches, 103 yards last week. He's a, probably one of the most talented receivers no one's ever heard of. I think a lot of coverage Dallas shifts towards Antonio Brown, and I think Eli Rogers is your beneficiary. He's somebody to watch this week. The Dallas Cowboys defense doesn't have a lot of holes, but one of them is against the tight end. They have the ninth most fantasy points against the tight end. They've let up the ninth most touchdowns to fantasy tight ends. They need to get the double and triple coverage off of Antonio Brown. This week, playing his first game, is Ladarius Green, somebody who is highly talented when he's on the field. He'll be on the field this weekend in a game that will be high scoring and a game that they have needed somebody and nobody has stepped up, which is really upsetting Antonio Brown because he is getting constant double and triple coverage. Folks, that's what we've got. We've got 90 seconds left. Seattle, New England. I, I Anybody off of that one, JT? Um, personally in this, CJ Procise, Christine Michaels banged up. Look for Procise yep. to have a big week this week. Uh, I agree with you. Procise in that game. And then in uh, Cincinnati uh, the uh, and the Giants, if you want a wide receiver, go green. If you want a running back, go Perkins. Check the notes. I said week 10 at the beginning of the season would be Perkins break out week. This is week 10. This has been the Fantasy Jester. It has been JT. It has been my pleasure to bring you FantasyJesterSports.com, Fantasy Jester Show, and everything in all our podcasts each and every week. Thanks so much for joining us. I am the Fantasy Jester, folks, and I am out of here. Have a great week. 
catch you next week. <laughs>